0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We would like to acknowledge the
1: Turrbal and Yogura people as the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet, and we would like to pay respect to the elders past, present, and emerging.
2: and welcome back to General Queries, a podcast about the Brisbane queer scene. I am your host, Talia. I am joined in the studio today with the dulcet tones. Would you like to be dulcet tones?
1: I can be dulcet
2: tones okay, if, you, uh, if you require me to be. Wonderful. Um, we are joined in the studio today um, with the dulcet tones of my wonderful co-host, Nita. How are you doing? I'm good. And yourself? It's been a rough end to semester, but look... We, yes, it we has. Do, I had... Um, I went and I bought a Lush bath bomb the other day because I never Goddamn queen. Yeah, right. I never buy bath bombs and I just, it was um the, the golden one. Nice. I think it's called Sunnyside or whatever. It's like a bubble bar as well. It was just, sometimes I forget that like baths are self-care, but baths are definitely self-care. They
1: are 100% self-care and I like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just Lush bath bombs are nice. Lush bath bombs, if you have the money, go out and get yourself a Lush bath bomb. Yes, yeah. and like also cut it in half so that way you get two uh, yeah. baths for the price yeah. of one.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think like with um especially with the bubble bars because the bubble bars are like quite strong. Like just you don't need all of it; you just halve that boy. Um, yeah.
1: So, so that is our self care advice from yeah. general queries yeah. at treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um,
2: now that you've finished the list, or if you're like about to enter exams because we're in the exam period,
1: or if you're not in college at all but just need to treat yourself. Yeah, just.
2: Treat yourself. Just take some time out of your day. Treat yourself. Um, yeah, so, you are
1: valid, uwu.
2: So I'm going to ignore that um, and just kind of move on to the next topic of conversation. Got it. Yeah, okay, good. Um, so I feel like we should probably address the fact that, yes, we as a podcast have been out for two weeks. Um, that's because we're all uni students. And um, I like I don't know about the rest of the team, but I had like three major, like 50% assessments, um, all due, uh, in the span of a week. Same. And it just kind of got to this point where, um, I went, I can't really come in to record today because I actually need to be at home and I need to finish this. And I know like, you could be like, Oh, but you need to like pre-plan your time and stuff. Um, that's true. Um, but also things get hectic, life happens and, what we had planned, what we do have planned, which we're about to start, is um, a whole lot of specials about Stonewall. And I wanted to do them right. Like, I didn't just want to release half-baked episodes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Only full-baked. Only full-baked. Um, I'm not not quite sure if that's a cake thing or a weed thing, but there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, either or, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to do it right or as best as we could – And, um, I felt that given, given the time that we had, um, and the effort that it was going to take to make those episodes good, we, we did need to just kind of pause and wait for semester to finish for everyone. Um, so that is why we took the break. We're really sorry that we did and we are really sorry that we gave, um, short notice. We apologize. Um, thank you for all sticking with us um, through this, this trying time, um, but yes we are we are back and we're going to do um a couple of episodes about the stonewall riots so yeah
1: hold on to your butts people
2: yeah hold on hold on to your butts um yeah so i specifically wanted to do stonewall um in like a different kind of format of episodes. so what we usually do is like a like a conversation kind of episode where we like just talk to people see how it goes um it's cute. Um, we've done like panel episodes like in February, um, which are a different format and I like them. Um, this is going to be slightly different again. Um, so just Nita and I are going to give you a brief, brief slash in-depth overview, um, of like what the Stonewall rights are, why they're important, um, and kind of go from there. Um, so yeah. Why did I pick Stonewall to start with, you ask. I can hear you asking, Nita. Thank you. I, I
1: am I am asking yeah. silently in my head. Yeah, thank you, Nita.
2: Um, why did you pick Stonewall, Talia? Why did I pick Stonewall to start with? Um, the answer is it's June, uh, which means it's Pride Month. Um, and also, happy Pride Month, everybody! Ha- happy Pride Month, everyone. Um, and 2019 is the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Um, so I thought it would be best to kind of start off this, to test a new format on one of the biggest... Um, sort of queer celebrations that we have. All right then. Um, Yes. So I think like with, with stuff like this, it's really important that we start teaching the history. So that's what I kind of hope to do with episodes like this, kind of going back and looking at, like you know, this is what's happened. This is how we we got here. And I think you know, everyone kind of talks about Stonewall, but nobody actually knows what Stonewall is.
1: What is Stonewall, what is Stonewall? Talia?
2: Um And that isn't an, uh, that is definitely a question that we will answer. Um, hooray! Hooray! Um, I remember like when when we were talking with um, Josh, who um, was is the USQ um, Pride sort of co-founder. Um, he was talking about Stonewall, and then. I was having a conversation with someone about it and they were like, yeah, like I know of Stonewall, but I'm not quite sure what exactly Stonewall was, what Stonewall is. Like it's it's one of those things where people are like, we know it's prevalent, but we know, like we know it's prevalent and important, but we don't know what it actually is. So um, that's kind of what I...
1: I'm not going to lie. Most of my knowledge on Stonewall comes from drunk history.
2: Yeah, um, and that that's kind of like really interesting, like the way we've kind of developed a myth around like what Stonewall is as well because like i i have done i did watch the drunk history stuff and um because we've got like all of these different versions about what actually happened at stonewall i don't think the version that drunk history gave is the right one
1: all right that's fair
2: we'll we'll kind of we'll get into it later um but it's like it's a good version of history i don't think it's correct i don't think it's the correct one so yeah. Um so basically, yeah, we're we're trying something new. Um, we're gonna see how it floats, um, see how it goes. Um, we wanted to do it right. Um, we will, because this is a history episode, um, I'm we're going to find a way to get like all of the links to all of the information. Uh we're gonna get find a way to get all of the links to all of the information out to you all, whether that's like we put um, like a bibliography at the end of the show notes, or we just do like a huge Facebook post or something like that we will we will figure it out. Um, but I've also um, made sure that I only use resources that everyone can access um, because again, that's an issue with like queer history where it's not like it's not well documented, and then the documentation that we do have is kind of gated off.
1: Yes, it is, which is a little bit of a shame.
2: Yeah, so I have done.
1: You've done a lot of digging, Talia. This has been your baby. This has been
2: my baby. I've been working on this one since January and I've just, I've wanted to do it right. Um, I am
1: Talia's research assistant and I basically... Uh, offered her do you want a hand with this and I was basically told no Nita this is mine stay away this is my child Um, it it was like trying to ask a dragon to part with some of their horde yeah
2: so I'm just kind of hoping that I did it right and we'll see we'll see how we go um I also want to give a shout out to I want to give a shout out to you because thank you so much for um being like hey Talia you should maybe Maybe focus on something that isn't Stonewall for a little bit. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Harper for doing a little bit of work for me. Um, And I'd like to give a shout out to um, my friend Rosie, who was the one who suggested doing a Stonewall special um, and helped me kind of set up sort of the beginnings of my research.
1: Shout out Um, to Harper, Rosie and moi.
2: Yeah. Shout out to Nita, indeed. Um, So, oh, yeah if anyone actually wants to talk to me about Stonewall, I'm more than happy to talk about it. Like if someone just wants to message the the Facebook page and be like, I want to talk about Stonewall now, like I will happily do that because I really, like I really do encourage people to like take this series as sort of like a stepping stone to do further research because as much as I have tried to do research, there's so much more out there. And like things connect to things like you get like this, this network of um like how things came to, to, to end up at stonewall and how things kind of went from stonewall
1: listen i don't want to say it's like a conspiracy theorist string board but it is absolutely 100 percent a conspiracy theorist string board that's yeah. what all good research looks like yeah and especially with something as uh badly documented
2: as stonewall um like i you may come across information that i didn't even find and i'd be like oh my god i have not even seen that Wow, where did you find it? And then, like you know, there are conversations that we could have around and around Stonewall and stuff like that. That um, there'd be really interesting to have if people have the time and they're interested.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. history is it's it's a good thing, and it's always really yeah. good to research and see whatever you can find. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, also, I just
1: want to um,
2: make a couple of points at sort of the top of the series. Um, this this is hello, welcome. This is the Stonewall riots. Um, it is. One of the, it is the most defining queer riot in history, I think, that we've got. Um, it's pretty famous. It's, it's you know, it, it's, mild, yeah, it's mildly famous, you know. Um, but it has its moments. Yeah. Um, I do want to do a shout out to all of the trans and gender non conforming people who are usually disregarded in the conversation, even though they are basically the reason we have them. I uh, also want to do a shout out to all of the people of color um because they're also disregarded in the conversation a lot and y'all rock yeah y'all rock um you're literally the reason we have stonewall and we have pride as it currently exists um and a lot of the documentation that we have kind of disregards you um like i came across so many like like formal pieces of, of documentation that were just talking about like the fact that stonewall was a big step forward for gay and lesbian rights but they refused to mention like the the trans people you know
1: everything after the uh lng
2: yeah everything after the lng um i also uh want to just give like a brief little content warning um because this is a riot and and stuff like that we are going to be talking a lot about um
1: there, there's going to be some mentions of homophobia and transphobia, transphobia and um, biphobia and all those little those phobias. Yeah, those
2: ones Queer things. phobia in general. Um, Is queer phobia a word?
1: Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: cool. Um, so, yeah. Just, Not
1: cool, but cool.
2: But yeah, it's it, it's relevant to the conversation, but yes. also we need to flag that before we, we get into it.
1: Just so you know, like uh, if you don't like hearing about that stuff, then, you know, man, just just take it, take this with caution. Take it with caution. Yeah. Um, here there be dragons.
2: Yeah, we, we, we have warned you. There you go. Um, okay. Do we want to get into it? Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So what I have done, I have, we're going to start off with the, the context of the world and we're going to slowly work our way down to Stonewall. Sweet. Are you ready? I am ready for some world context. Okay. So here's some world context for you. It is 1969. We are in America. Yeah, it is June. Um, land of the free, land of the free, home of the brave. I'm
1: sorry for my horrible American accent. You're,
2: you're fine. Um, so, so yeah, we are late 60s. Um, this is a time of civil unrest, mm-hmm. um, and it's the height of like hippie culture and anti-Vietnam rhetoric. Definitely yes. that word right? Um, because, you did say
1: it right, but you didn't spell it right on your notes. That's true. Um, uh,
2: this is because the the Vietnam War had been going on for quite a long time.
1: Quite a while. Um, so there was kind of a it was lot of... not a
2: popular war. War's a popular? Wow, it'd be like that. Um, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of, like, I guess, anti-military... Um, leanings. Leanings, a lot of anti-military sentiments. Um, and the. Was also like because there was kind of this left leaning radicalism. There was then a reaction to that left leaning radicalism in that we had McCarthyism. Yes. Um. So, do you, do you know what McCarthyism is?
1: I know vaguely of McCarthyism, but I might have learned about it in a different word that's, when I was doing my history of the sixties. That's,
2: that's fair. Um. So McCarthyism was um a movement headed by a senator called. Was he called McCarthy? He was. I think his name was Joseph McCarthy. Um, it was basically um, a like a, a red scare. So it was about
1: oh god, you you gotta love your red scares, yeah. man. Um,
2: it was about. It wasn't so much about finding the communists. It was just about accusing people of being communists until they were like imprisoned or they were kicked out of their jobs. Um, It was, it was a scare campaign more than anything. Um, If you've ever not to be a, not to be a theater student, but if you've ever um, heard of a play by Arthur Miller called the crucible,
1: I do believe I have heard of that one. Yes.
2: It's very, it's popular to do in schools. So um,
1: not in my school. We oh. were just doing Shakespeare all the time. Oh, great! Yeah, Which, you know that, that's also. I fun. mean, like Shakespeare's fine or whatever, but the Crucible—Shakespeare like, is like ninety percent dick jokes. So, like, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty fun. Um,
2: you dress up the dick jokes as like high culture, and yeah, like look at um Sonnet One Three Five. It's a it's a good time. Um, but yeah, so uh, just to, like give a little brief kind of overview of like the Crucible. Um, it's set in the Salem witch trials mm-hmm. um and it's basically it's a it's a witch hunt it's a literal witch hunt um like they those are
1: always fun yeah
2: the idea is like um they accused anyone of being a witch and then um i think it was like if they they would hang them and if they died they weren't a witch and if they lived they were a witch and they were bound at the stake
1: they did a lot more than hang them one of the most popular ones was to throw them in the uh, in the water uh, yeah. and this is like um they'd throw them in the water and if they floated they were a witch and if they sunk and drowned they weren't a witch and like half the time they'd like throw them into really shallow things mm. so that they kind of landed and were just kind of like there's nothing to sink into And like a witch yeah.
2: um the she movie- weighs the
1: same as a duck
2: oh no um the movie has one owner rider in it um like, if you can find a copy of it, I definitely recommend watching it, but yeah, that's kind of like the the kind of witch hunting kind of uh, vibe the witch hunting vibe that was kind of going on down at, uh, during the sixties during the sixties um, with
1: uh with the the red Scare and the Vietnam War and the hippies and the witch hunts for yeah. the communists so gotta so. love it um no, you don't
2: yeah, no, you don't you really don't um
1: so so. Talia, what is the queer context behind Stonewall? I'm so glad you asked. Are you now? Yeah. Um, okay.
2: So before the '60s, before Stonewall happened, um, there was a lot of um, a, a lot of the, the the efforts of gay rights groups were focused on like assimilating queer people into mainstream society, um, and these had usually favored non-confrontational methods. Um, so, uh, like a lot of them were just like queer people are just like straight people and they can get married and... Uh, no, it was usually focused on, on gay people more than anything else. It was more like, you know, gay people are like, they 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 love just like straight people. They just want to get married like straight people. They just want to have kids like straight people. So it was very much like, when we talk about assimilation, it's not about we are two separate things or we are different. We are outside of your box. It's very much just like, can you please let us join the treehouse, please? Please. Um, we
1: want to join the Borg.
2: Yeah. Please. Um, so, however, um, the the rise of McCarthyism, um, because of the rise of McCarthyism, um, between one hundred and four, uh, between nineteen forty seven and 1950, thousands of um, queer people lost their U.S. government jobs just for being gay or being thought of um, as uh, homosexual. Um, yeah, and yes. the FBI kept a list of all known gay people. Um, there was also um, if you could be arrested for uh, being gay, being openly gay. And it would show up in the papers. And it would show up in the papers. Um, they would keep, like, they would publish a list of people being like, these people are gay, do not, do not touch. Um, and that, that is a direct...
1: They will, they will steal your children like the fae of old. Yeah, and,
2: and that's like... And that is
1: why gay people are called fairies. Yeah. I'm um, joking.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll go and we'll research that one further. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's also, like, the, the whole thing was like... Um, kind of like the queer man hunt is is also very much linked to McCarthyism. Like yes, those two things are not um separate. They are not disparate. They are very much linked to each they other. They are entwined. Yeah, they are entwined. Um so uh homosexuality was uh illegal um during the during that time. Um it was also considered um an illness. Um so in nineteen fifty two the American Psychiatric association added homosexuality to the DSM as a mental disorder and believed it to be caused by traumatic parent-child relationships. So the DSM is a diagnostic tool that um, psychologists use to diagnose you. Mm-hmm. Um, with brain with illnesses, mental illnesses. With, with mental illnesses, um, yeah, and it's it's still used today. I'm not saying that you know the D- we've. I think we're currently in the DSM five. That's our current version of it.
1: They they do uh, they do tend to upgrade when new information comes out. Yeah. Uh, new information such as hey, homosexuality is not a mental disorder, and yeah. then they decide we should change that. Yeah, um, they. I think
2: I think it came up during the February specials that the DSM five does technically classify asexuality as a mental illness um, or a disorder. It's, it's um, not perfect, yeah, and um, work in progress. And uh, they do not psych like if a if a patient says I have I, I think you know X Y and said things, the psychologist is under no um, under no obligation to tell the client about asexuality and they can be diagnosed with, I think it's called hyposexual disorder, um, which mean like that person will then be treated, um, with intense hormone, uh, therapies. And there's like, um, yeah, it's a whole, a whole lot of, we'll, we'll do like a whole other thing on it later. Um, it's,
1: it's a, it's a big, th- it's a but thing. Yeah. It's the the, the, the
2: DSM five is not a, a God given diagnostic manual. It is a man-made thing. It is very much in flux. Um, It's very fallible and very fallible Um, so yes Uh, but it can still be a hell of a read yeah it's oh it's a lot Um, so because there were so many um, like anti-queer sentiments um, and and this was kind of like the context that they were living in kind of their day-to-day lives queer bars gay bars were considered the only place of refuge for queer people to be themselves in relative safety relative being the key term in that sense. yeah um yeah it was
1: yeah it, it was it was safer than the rest of the world but mm-hmm. like still not that safe
2: yeah um there was also um and, and this is more for trans and gender non-conforming people and for um especially butch lesbians as well um there was also a piece of legislation um which we will talk about later um mm-hmm. which meant that at any one time someone had to wear Three articles of gender-appropriate clothing, and they yep. could be they could be searched um, to make sure that those those articles of clothing matched
1: their birth gender.
2: F- yeah, the the gender they're assigned. To yes, birth. that is. Um, a... Yeah, that's, it's a thing. It's, oh, it was not a good thing to implement. Not a good thing. Um, so yes, would you? I, Would you uh, like me to read the quote? Yeah, so um, uh, what I've done is um, I, sometimes I've come across things and I'm like, oh, you said that really well. And also I want to sound like a university educated person. So we're going to quote from uh, from some people. All right then.
1: Yeah. Uh, this one is a quote from uh, David Carter. Yes. <clears throat> the assault on lesbians and gay men explains why the self-image of homosexuals was so negative in the 1950s and 1960s. The minds of gay people had been so colonized by the heterosexual world that almost no one could imagine a positive gay identity, let alone a positive gay culture. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you.
2: Um, Okay, so, um, my, now, like, that's kind of, mm, so this is the world in which they live. Um, Let's talk about queer language and queer identity politics for half a second.
1: Yeah, no worries. I'm always down to talk about queer language and queer identity politics. Oh, good, because... It's my life.
2: Um, okay, so I think it's important to kind of put these terms within their within their um, linguistical, historical context because language is dynamic and fluid and kind of ever changing. And especially within the gender nonconforming community, mm. so yeah, trans and gender nonconforming communities, um, the language has definitely changed. Like, I don't think, like, like with well, the words like gay and bisexual, um, ase- oh, asexuality is definitely a thing from the 60s um there is like actual documentation um like of it of existing it. yeah it's been around longer than than um it, 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 ha- it does exist yeah, it, do- it did exist it is still continues to exist um so yes so uh in the 60s um the term queer was used as a slur
1: it is not used as a slur anymore but it was used as a slur back yeah,
2: then. yeah it it has been reclaimed since it has been reclaimed. Um, there are still some people who are like, "No, I do not want that word used around me," and that's completely fine and valid. Like in some parts of the world, it is still used as a slur. Um, it is, but in the sixties, it was very, very heavily used as a slur. Yes, um, and yeah, it was. It was. It had not at that point been reclaimed. Um, also, the term "gay" was more commonly used to refer to all lgbt people
1: gay was kind of a blanket term back then yeah it was very all much right a blanket then. term
2: um so that's kind of like those bad boys the biggest the biggest language difference that we have um between sort of then and now um is uh for those people who are gender non-conforming and i think it's important to note this because we're going to talk about trans and gender non-conforming people quite a bit all right then um cat black actually does a really really good video, um, kind of explaining like her thoughts on it. Um, and you know, how everything kind of aligns. She says that, um, uh, the, the identities are not binary. So, so in the, in the sixties, the terms transgender and transsexual were around. Um, however, it was really common for gender nonconforming people to, uh, call themselves transvestites and drag queens. Um, In today's society, um, the term transvestite is very much a slur, um, and it refers to someone who is usually uh, male, like identifies as male, um, but who derives um, sexual pleasure um, from dressing up in traditionally feminine clothes. All right then. Right? Um, A drag queen usually refers to a man, self-identified man, um, who dresses up in women's clothes and drag and uh, performs usually for the purpose of entertainment. So, uh, they're both in today's context. They're very much external, uh, aspects of one, one's self. They're not internal identity things. Mm. Um, if that, if that makes sense. Um, that is very fair. Yeah. Um, the term transgender was around, um, but it wasn't as commonly used. So, um, I think from memory uh Marsha P Johnson identified as a drag queen and a transsexual. Yes. Um but did not Getting I- a lot of nods yeah, from Zane here. Getting a lot of nods from Zane. Um but did not identify as transgender. Um so yeah be- and again because the the identities are not a one-to-one binary kind of thing, um it's really kind of difficult to just point at her and be like she's a transgender woman whereas like no, she's not, because that's not how she that's identified. That's not how she identified.
1: How she identified is how she identified. Yeah, and it's
2: also, um, but then you kind of get into, like, you, you kind of go down the rabbit hole of being like, yeah, but also transsexual is also not a commonly used word, and it's... Anymore. Anymore, um, and it's also, like, some people think that it's, like, a slur, and, and it should be kind of left in the dust. Um, yeah, so it's it's a really kind of...
1: It's still important to know your history. Yeah, it's
2: important to know your history, know where you're coming from, and I think we're going to say she's a trans woman and just not add the last bit on. Um, yeah, so the the point is that like um, uh, language is contested, um, and there's a, like if you do your own reading into Stonewall, a lot of the sources will take their own stance on language. Um, just kind of keep that in mind. Keep an open mind about keep it. Keep an open mind about it, um, and respect. The identities that people identify with
1: language is forever changing and uh and you and you should not forget the language of the past yeah um and it's that way madness lies yeah um
2: and yeah just kind of i I think that's that's the point that we're going to take on it and um uh, okay so that's kind of your wider context for what was happening at stonewall um we are gonna wrap up um next week we're going to talk about stonewall the actual place awesome yeah um Ooh, i look forward to that thanks um did it did a lot of research on this one so i hope i hope we're all going okay um i'm glad to have you all with me uh everyone out there in podcast listening land um thank you so much for tuning in especially after our two weeks of radio silence um i hope that you will all continue with me on this journey and i will see you next week Nisha and i will see you next week uh, talk i'll about... be here again yay um and uh yeah we'll see you next week so we can talk about uh stonewall manhattan the stonewall inn in manhattan um yeah for everyone out there in podcast listening land i hope that you are staying warm uh please remember to take your meds and to drink water
1: and get a good night's sleep
2: get a good night's sleep as nita said before you are valid um
1: also happy pride
2: happy pride uh you are valid and loved and worth the time and the space that you take up
1: and the pride
2: and the pride and be proud yes be proud we will see you next week
1: ta The Disney vs Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time?
3: It's
2: <laughs> Maybe the question isn't that simple, so join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Count and fight for their movies in one-on-one debates, moderated
1: by me, Zane C Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved
3: classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever
2: you find podcasts. But that's not Gunner Productions podcast.